125 fractured skulls it is saturday january 21st 2023 if you can believe it we're back with another episode again terminator travels alongside monoxide monoxide how you feeling this fine evening i'm exhausted i ate too much i went to chili's that is my afternoon and i literally went to a uh church to donate food so i guess i had a productive day sounds like a nice, a nice little productive long day for you yeah and then i went to the mall they didn't have what i wanted went to fye i wanted a vinyl record they didn't have shit like literally i looked they had two primus records one of which i already own and the other one was not one i was eager to buy Plus, I was having buyer's remorse. You know, the whole feeling like, oh, you want some, but you don't want to pay for it. I, that was my day. And then I just ate at Chili's, and then here I am. I don't know how your day was. Oh, I had another work day, so work was work. So you were Rihanna today. Yeah, but you know, but you know what Stephen A. Smith says? You're not Beyonce. Well, according to Kanye West, she had the greatest music video of all time. She did. What, 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 no, I'm sorry. It's not Kanye West. It's Ye. Well, we have a lot to discuss, including a very sick film that you uh, recommended to me. So, yes. Yeah. And, <laughs> and according to the French, we oui, we. Oui. Let's check, check it, it out. out. All right. First things first. We're going to start with some news stories. Uh, Remy Malik, most actors, most actors, most people may know him from doing that TV show, uh, Robot, or Mr. Robot, whatever the hell it's called. He also played Freddie Mercury in the Queen biopic, Bohemian Rhapsody. He's gonna be portraying Buster Keaton in an upcoming biopic. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, I guess he, he can't pull off the look. I forgot what Buster Keaton looks like. That's during, like, the Charlie Chaplin era so it's like I, i'm not sure i don't remember what he looks like who played buster keaton in the chaplin film with uh uh robert Downey jr um i couldn't tell you was was buster keaton in that movie i thought he was i thought that was the guy that basically gave chaplin his big great or like helped him i know he did help i don't think they ever did a movie together no i think it was all behind the scenes i know yeah i know they're good friends behind the scenes yeah but yeah, but um, we're finally, I mean, I remember when Farley was still alive, they wanted to do a Fatty Arbuckle biopic, but that never came to fruition because he passed away. I guess the project just eventually got scraped and canceled. Yeah, I wonder why, like, if the original actor dies, they don't try and find, like, the replacement. I, I, I don't know, because, I mean, they, I mean, I don't know why they just, yeah, they, they pulled a plug on it and never went back to it. Now, here's my question. Yeah. Has there ever been a film where they go through the casting, they go through the actual filming, and they get into post-production and then they just outright cancel it? Yeah, Batgirl. That was a TV show, right? No, the movie. Oh, the movie. That's supposed to happen. Oh, shit. Remember what yeah. Warner Media did? <laughs> Batgirl and Supergirl. <laughs> I, I didn't know it was in post-production. Yeah, like they already finished filming and everything, and then they just Warner just said, uh... Uh, no, this isn't happening because they they just don't have the money here. For whatever reason, they just didn't want to do it. Uh, maybe it could be because it was woke, but they said, "Nah, this is too. This is bad to the point we don't want to. We don't want the public to see this." 
So that, yeah, that reminds me of like a lot of the WWE documentaries. I remember they did one on <clears throat> the super fan Vladimir. They even released a trailer for it. Yeah, they released a trailer. They aired it at some film festival, which I heard got a standing ovation, but they just never released it to the public. Yeah, it was... I don't know. I don't understand that stuff. Like, you get all that, and you release a trailer for it, and it gets this big round of applause, and then you just decide, yeah, screw it. Nobody's going to be allowed to see this. I think the earliest example I can think of of that happening would probably be Roger Corman's Fantastic Four. For those that don't know, Roger Corman is a B-list producer. He makes a lot of B-rated horror movies. But he got the rights to do a Fantastic Four film. The movie was made and shot. But right before they were going to release it, 20th Century Fox gained the film rights to Fantastic Four and the X-Men. And once they heard that Roger Corman was doing a Fantastic Four movie, they basically put a stop to it. And the film never got widely released. Or did it? It wasn't until around 2003 that I think someone had like a DVD copy of it. And they made copies to other people. And then basically, I mean, the film is available on YouTube. But it's a pretty low budget movie. It's only about an hour and a half. I saw it. It's, it is what it is. But yeah, I mean, that's one of the earliest examples. But at least with that movie, it actually, I guess it did get released independently through some guy who just had a copy of it. So sort of like uh, the one movie, it wasn't a movie, the Broken from Nine Inch Nails. It was supposed to be released and then they pulled the plug on it, but some bootlegger was able to get a copy and be able to distribute it amongst a bunch of people. Now you could find it somewhere online, at least. Basically, yeah. I just always found that fascinating that you go through all of this work and it all amounts to nothing because some suit decided, you know what? Nah, this ain't gonna get released. Fuck you guys. But what makes, I mean, at least with the Roger Corman movie, the budget for that film, I believe, was about a million and change. Batgirl had $90 million invested into it. Michael Keaton was wearing the Batman suit again for the first time since 92. And they still pulled the plug on it. That means, and I heard those test screenings were not good at all. I gotta wonder what the fuck it was that caused them to be like, you know what? You know, I, I believe they said it was, it was just a money thing because it was just those tax cuts. Yeah, but they did spend $90 million on it. At least try to see some profit back. Uh, I guess it just wasn't worth it. That's why they haven't pulled the plug on the Flash movie because they probably would have had they not invested over $200 million into it. It's right. just like, you know, we got to release it and then whatever losses we take, we just got to take it. Possibly, but I don't know. That's a lot of money to be gambling just to say fuck it. I know. I was, I was surprised when they said fuck it to both Batgirl and the Supergirl movie. I don't know how far along they were with Supergirl. I don't think they were really in pre-production. Or maybe they were. They may shot very little. But yeah, they pulled the plug on that too. So, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, I, I wasn't dying for a Supergirl movie, especially one a Latino Supergirl movie. Oh, and I think I think Backer, I believe she was supposed to be either black or Latino or maybe mixed as well. So you already know where where they were going with this. Oh yeah, gonna be complete identity politics like that show Velma. Yeah. Oh god. I I'm not gonna even touch that with a stick. <laughs> so uh yeah, Remy Malik's gonna be playing Buster Keaton. Um 
Yes, yeah, so that should be interesting. I don't know when it's going to come out, but I think it'll do good. I mean, he definitely has a look. He'll pull it off because I've seen Buster Keaton movies. I really liked his work. I mean, comparing it to Chaplin, it's... Hmm. I haven't seen much of Buster Keaton. I'd have to, like, literally dig deep and see what he had to offer over Chaplin. Because Keaton did his own stunts. He was a director. He was an actor. He was a writer. I mean, Chaplin was all of that, too. And Chaplin had a lot of... Uh real deep messages in his films despite them being comedy yeah i don't think yeah i don't think he uh keaton really had had any really deep meanings behind his movies at least not the ones i saw yeah i think that's what made chaplin special yeah plus chaplin was a million dollar man keaton was not that is true at one time chaplin was like the most rich guy in america yeah um i really i've seen the screen trailer uh i talked about it i was just recently on um the legacy sequel podcast uh with anthony and ray and um we talked about the screen trailer i really had nothing to say because the screen franchise just doesn't do it for me i i really enjoyed the first film a lot um but just to see, i just never saw the point of it doing them doing a sequel i didn't care for screen two screen three i thought was okay it was slightly better than the second one not by much screen four i didn't care for scream five which was called scream for some reason like they didn't want to put the five in there i don't know that's, that seems to be a thing these days i didn't care for that and now we got scream six scream takes manhattan i mean watching this trailer they tried to treat ghostface like a serious killer they don't understand the fucking logic behind the first scream to begin with there's two teenage kids who went crazy who donned the persona of Ghostface and they killed in a realistic way that a teenager or college kids would. Yeah, like like um, a garage door. <laughs> After a while, the kills just got more ridiculous and the, the reveals got more ridiculous. Like, come on, man. We don't... I don't know. Do we really need this? this I, I've only watched up to four. I thought four was... Damn, you're atrocious. That was a dumb film. I don't think there should have been any of them past three. Why there's any more is beyond me. I don't know. Even Nevi Campbell's like, all right, I'm I'm done with this franchise. She'll yeah. probably be back in the next one. They pay her the money she wants, but yeah, it's all about how they didn't pay her the right amount. Yeah, I don't know how big of a she probably wasn't gonna have a big role at all. So Nevi's just like, well, what? What's the point? Why am I here? Because yeah. first movie, that's why. Oh, yeah, because she represents the whole franchise. She's been the main character of all of them. Yeah, she's a legacy character, yeah. Whatever, Scream 6, coming out in March or some shit. Yeah, probably not going to see it. Yeah. If I do, it's probably going to be on the app or something. Maybe. That's a big maybe. That's if it's requested. Yeah. Well, you know, speaking of 6... Cobra Kai is going to be ending its series with the season six finale. You'd hear about this. Yes, Netflix has confirmed its next season will be the season finale for Cobra Kai. Uh, and I'm going to assume the writers are going to go balls to the wall crazy with it. And I'm looking forward to it because I I, not, I don't think Cobra Kai has ever had a dull season. No. I, I've liked every season thus far. And I think ending it now while it's still hot is the smartest thing you can do 
Because you don't want the show to outlive its legacy to where it's like becomes a parody of itself, like Walking Dead became or Dexter or stuff like that. Let me just end on a good note. It doesn't need to have a long-standing series going on where the show completely goes downhill and then you're just like, oh my god, this is such a shadow of its former self. Yeah, and I remember hearing a story a while back that uh, Sony wants to make another Karate Kid movie. And I don't know if it's supposed to have any relations to the series or if it's going to be another, it's going to be its own thing. So I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. I'm not looking forward to that at all. It it depends, you know, where they go. What Because they haven't announced any plans with it. It's just an idea. As of right now, they want to make another Karate Kid movie. With Ralph Macchio, without him, I don't know, maybe it could t- uh, continues with Jackie Chan and Will Smith's kid. I don't know. I doubt it. Yeah, I doubt it, too. That movie, did it do successfully? I have no idea. It just came and gone. Yeah, nobody talks about it. Oh, nobody at all. I kind of forgot they even remade it. So I just mentioned now. I was like, oh, yeah, they did remake that. True. No, I haven't seen it, so... So, Cobra Kai Season 6. Hopefully, they do my idea with the finale, ending it with uh, Hilary Swank's character meeting um, Ralph Macchio's character for the first time at uh, Miyagi's uh, funeral grave. Well, not funeral, but at his tombstone. Yeah. And then they were like, he's like, oh, you knew him? Yeah, we go back. I, visit, I come here every now and then. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what more you can tell of this story. I'm surprised they even made it into a TV series. I'm surprised, too. And and after the first season, I was like, oh, my God, there's so much more they can do with this. You still have all these characters they can bring in. And they did, one at a time. Yeah. Yeah, and, and some of them became more charming in their Cobra Kai counterparts than they did in their Karate Kid counterparts. Yeah, I mean, and the series kind of helped save the, you know, gave you more of appreciation for the movies. Yeah, Chosen being one of them. Like, I love his character now. Yeah, me too, yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what season six has in store for us. And if it's the end, then awesome. I think, if I had to give a prediction, I think um, Johnny should uh, finally get the get his win over... Uh, over uh, Ralph Ma- I keep blanking on his fucking character name. Over Ralph Macchio. Uh, it's uh, Daniel LaRusso. Daniel, yeah. I think Johnny should get his win over LaRusso. And they both shake hands and then roll credits. And then they do an end credit scene, what I just mentioned with uh, LaRusso meeting uh, Hillary Swing's character. Sure. I mean, we'll see. I think they have to offer because they've tied up so many loose ends. Like, how many more loose ends can they tie up? Yeah. Well, I got two more news stories left. Let's talk oh. about the gaming community here. The gaming community? <laughs> Frosky the Woke Girl is leaving the gaming community. It's a, it's a very sad day. Oh. Everyone's mourning. <laughs> I mean, this is like cutting a a, uh, a retirement speech before heading on the airplane where you're going to be on vacation for like two weeks. It's like, shut the hell up. Just get on the damn plane already. Oh, man, where's the part where we can leave uh, or do the song, Just Leave the Memories Alone? This is me playing the world's smallest violin. Oh, God. Miss Frost Horskin, please. 
Don't leave us. Anything but that. Yeah, I guess she has no more writers writing her uh, material. I don't want you to leave. I want you to keep reminding me of how much of a piece of shit I am for being white, straight, male. Please. Yes, keep reminding us how uh, when all your co-workers and your co-hosts were getting laid off, you put on your Twitter, I survived. I mean, that should tell everyone. that To me, that says so much about you. Threw oh, everyone under the bus by saying, you know, we have writers writing us stuff. There you go. Just bury your co-hosts as well because basically, you know, we don't have time to play all these games. So speak for yourself. Yeah, That's your fucking play, job. We don't have time to play, to play these games. games. We don't have time to play these games, but we have plenty of time to let you know about how privileged you are. Let me, let me tell you how privileged you are while I sit in a comfortable studio with a bunch of people sticking my nose up in the air with my $10 Starbucks coffee cup and my $700, $800 iPhone. Good fucking riddance, man. Like, yeah. You're not as bangable as the previous hosts, Morgan Webb and Olivia Munn, but it has nothing to do with your appearance. It has to do with your ugly personality. Well, and my last news story, Sean S. Cunningham developing a Friday the 13th reboot, house reboot, and the Night Driver. So wait, we're finally getting a Friday the 13th? Something, because I'm not sure how that's going to work. I mean, unless he just solely focuses on uh, Jason Voorhees. Didn't he always do that? Um, no, there was some inklings of the mother. But how does that work then? Because technically, Jason Voorhees is a creation of Mr. Miller. Yes, it's a franchise that was up until recently mirrored in legal issues with the original screenwriter Victor Miller, now joining forces with Brian Fowler. Yeah, because he has his Crystal Lake series he's going to be doing too for Peacock. Because he's working on a prequel series titled Crystal Lake. Uh, Hmm. Victor Miller, that is. And I don't think uh, Cunningham's involved in that at all. I don't know. I... I don't know how this is going to work. I'm going to have to do do a little more reading into this, but... Yeah, I'm not sure, because now you get a complicated scenario. you got two different people who are on the opposing ends of lawsuits trying to create some sort of Jason uh, franchise. I Honestly, I don't see it happening. Unless him and Victor Miller could get on the same page... Um, I just, I don't, I don't see Jason happening. And I'm assuming what's Victor Miller's, uh, Crystal Lake prequel series is probably just going to focus on Pamela. Okay. Since he owns the rights to that, since Pamela was, is his story. And, but the Jason Voorhees character itself was, is Cunningham. Mm-hmm. I, come to think of it, I don't even know if Crystal Lake is going to work because people are going to want Jason. Here's the thing, he... He owns, Cunningham owns the hockey mask. Yes, hockey mask look, Jason. But I don't even think he owns Jason, because the name Jason Voorhees still originated from Victor Miller's work. I don't know anymore at this point. I don't know. I mean, because right now all projects are still in development, so I guess, I I feel like they're both still trying to figure this out, how this is going to work. What can they use? What can't they use? I mean, whatever. Good luck to them. Let them sort it out. Yeah, yeah, leave it to them. Are you ready for our film discussion? Um, are you? <laughs> you sick bastard. There is there is a lot to be said about this film. I have actually heard of this movie before. You Dang. brought it up to me. 
Same. And once I found it, it was available. It's available right now for those I want to see this movie on Vudu. V-U-D-U. It rhymes with Hulu. It's on Vudu. You just got to create an account and the film will be available for free. Uh, the film's like an hour. is an uh, hour and 90 minutes. Hour and a half. Not a long movie, but... This was made in 2010. It is a Serbian exploitation horror film titled A Serbian Film. It is about an aging porn star who agrees to participate in a quotations art film in order to make a clean break for the business, only to discover that he has been drafted into making a pedophilia and necrophilia themed snuff film. All I gotta <laughs> say is that guys always read the contract before you sign anything. And if you're not sure or understand what you're reading, call lawyer. Oh, my God. So I'm speaking on the perspective. I'm going to try my best. Well, I, well, how did you... Do you know how you first heard of this movie? No, I don't even recall how I heard of it. it. may have been one of those things where I was looking on Google search and I said, give me the most disturbing horror film. And I think this ended up as one of them, along with the uh, Human Centipede and all that stuff. But... Yes. This is a very controversial film for those that haven't heard of it. It's due to its graphic nature, graphic violence, its sexual content. It's been banned in several countries, including the Philippines, Spain, Australia, New Zealand, Norway, Malaysia, Malaysia. And it was temporarily banned from Brazil. And it's it's widely regarded as one of the most uh, disturbing movies of all time. So... Um, obviously i saw this super related to my horror movie phase so obviously i didn't get that but i always try to put myself in the perspective of the first time viewer of a horror film i always try to think to myself would they find this ridiculously disturbing and from that perspective yes i could see somebody watching this film and being super super uncomfortable watching this there is a lot to be said about the nature of this, especially if you are a parent who has a child. Um, so, as it said, this movie is about an aging porn star named Milos. Milos, yes. Yes. So, at one time he was a porn star who did a lot of films with a lot of girls. And... For some reason, he decided to keep his porn collection of himself in his house. For some reason. Okay, fair enough. Well, people and, like to collect their work. Uh, How his okay. son got his hands on it, I don't know. And his son has got to be no more than like eight or nine years old. So the son gets starts watching it and is very perplexed by what he sees father turns it off and basically tells him not go away but it's like ah this is not for you whatever not overreacting at all which i guess is the case and come to discover that he's got a wife was his wife's name uh mariah or some Mariah. Shit? mariah yeah mariah so anyways we discover he's got a wife he's got a oh, family and yeah, and we discovered that he hasn't done porn in a long time. Well, anyways, so Milo's is out, and some random girl that he used to do films with, she comes up looking as provocative as possible, 
basically saying, why don't you come back into the business? He's like, yeah, it's my uh, past life. And she refers to him to an offer from a man by the name of Vukmir. Vukmir has an offer. All he has to do is do this one film that would pay him so much money that his son would be able to retire. So now he's got to contemplate this because now he's running out of money. I mean, the porn money is starting to run dry. He's not getting as much royalties, I guess, because, oh, geez, nobody wants to promote porn. What a big surprise. So he sets up a meeting with uh, Mr. Evokmias. And well, before the meeting, we also get introduced to his brother, Marco, who's, I believe, is a cop. He's a crooked cop. Yes. Yeah, he does get... Well, yeah, because the, the cop himself is... His brother's jealous of his... The, the, the crooked cop. What was his brother's name? Uh, Marco. Marco's jealous of Milo's ability to stay erect and be able to come at and feels like he deserved the wife. He deserved yeah, his he's, wife. He's basically jealous of his life. He wants to be in his shoes. Yeah. It's... Yeah, so anyways... <laughs> as Milo's is about to meet with Vukmir, he sees this bald man with a bunch of security guys. Keep this in mind. I want you to keep that in your mind for later. So he goes into this place and yes, Vukmir is, he's this real extravagant rich guy. And he wants Milo's as part of his new film because he finds pornography to be like art. There is that big debate, is pornography art? I'll leave that up to you. I don't know if I would call it art. I don't know because yeah, because there's that debate of whether pornography is art or, or is pornography an exploited term for prostitution. Still, it, it's the same thing with video games. Is video games an art? I, mean, I think I, I, it's, it's, it's a. I mean, video games. I would say is, is more of an art form than porn. Yeah. I, mean, I, you know, what talent? I mean, all you do is get erected and fuck a girl. You know, where's the art in that? I don't know. I mean, they give out awards for that. <laughs> they do. I mean, I don't know. I guess it's one of those industries you have to be in to understand the art. But anyways, he's been given the offer and he wants to decline. So he goes back home to his wife and the wife is just like, so you're going to deny it? And he goes, yeah, I'm going to deny it. And she's like, uh, what was it? What made you stay with me and not those other girls you fucked? He goes, well, because I love you and all those other girls I just fucked. So she looks at him and slaps him across the face and says, does that mean you not want to fuck me? And then they start having this raging sex. Yeah, there's a lot. Of yeah, he's teabagging her dog. Side. There's a lot of that in this movie. There's a lot of sex, there's a lot of dick jokes, there's a lot of cum jokes, etc, etc. It's, and it's weird too, because I was watching it downstairs, and then my father got downstairs. What are you watching? Oh gosh, <laughs> I'm so glad that I live in an apartment by myself. 
Because I can just imagine my dad asking me, what are you watching? Hey, son, what are you watching? I'm watching a Serbian film. Oh, You're yeah? watching a Serbian film? What Serbian film? No, no, dad. It's called a Serbian film. Oh, okay. What's it about? Uh, it's about a porn star that likes to fuck. Oh, he's like, oh, I can see why you like this kind of stuff. And it's just this guy's just teabagging out. Like, What's hey, Go away. <laughs> I don't want to explain this. <laughs> Is this movie for Harambe where it's all dicks out? <laughs> oh, anyways. So there, there is one big problem, and that is... He signs a contract, but the thing that is setting Milo's a little bit off is that Bukmir will not allow him to see what the hell is going on with this plan. And he's not liking that. He wants to know what he's going to do. The one thing that's a little bit odd is that every time he gets driven to the building, this bald guy with a snake tattoo on his neck is always driving him. Yeah, snake tattoo. I don't. I. I don't know if he's wearing an eye patch as well, or he's wearing an eye patch with sunglasses over it. I, but I know. I think they said he has, you know, one eye, or at least find that out later. So he would visit. Oh so, yeah, he has a ride. Um every day to go to the shooting there and back so he doesn't even know where the hell they're driving him to so now we get some scenes leading up to it where he just wants to know what the hell he's going to be doing and Bukmir is just like patience just patience I don't want you to know I want you to be surprised and at some point he gets his brother he asks his brother can you do a background check on Bukmir want to know what this dude is all about and when you fast forward a little bit you come to find out he was some sort of child psychiatrist psychologist from back in 92 and at some point he disappeared in japan that's all you know about this Bukmir guy and well, by the way, when he called his brother to do the uh to do uh to actually do this background check on this guy you see his brother talking on the phone while he's talking on the phone He's getting his dick sucked by some prostitute while watching homemade family videos of them celebrating his nephew's birthday. It's like he, he gets aroused when he sees his brother's wife on screen. Yeah, just seeing the wife in general. Oh, yeah, by the way, there was one point where um, Marco was at the house talking to his brother's wife. And he keeps seeing her ass, and he gets so horny. He's like, "I gotta use the bathroom," and he actually masturbates in there. Yeah, she was she was uh, washing dishes or whatever, and he's just staring at her ass, and he's just like, "I'll be right back. I gotta use the bathroom." Yeah, and a lot just of jerks off. So finally, we get to the first filming day, and Milo's is walking down the hall, and he's seeing like this young girl. Yeah, he they they uh, he. Uh, they begin it. Uh, they start filming at an orphanage. It's the first day. Um, and when he gets out of the car, when they drop him off, he puts an earpiece, or the driver tells him to put this earpiece in. And yeah. well, the earpiece is a little microphone where Vukmir gives gives Milo basically instructions on what to do. Yeah. So they walk into the building, and and the cameras are filming him. He meets up with one girl, and then he sees the daughter getting. A, like yelled at by her mother i guess yeah basically for disgracing um her dad who was like a war hero by uh becoming a prostitute 
And so, what does it end up happening on the first day? He gets into a room with a girl and he's getting his dick sucked. And then there's a video of a young girl watching them, I guess, or eating ice cream. Well, yeah, it's that same girl, the one out that the mother was uh, discarding, uh, scolding her about, you know, being a, a shame to her father. So he's in a dark room. There's like a big screen in front of him where you see that same young girl eating like an ice cream or an ice pop or whatever while he's getting a blowjob by this other girl. Yeah. So that really was unsettling for him. So that was the first day. Yeah. Well, now the second day, what is it? He's about to have rough sex, but now the girl is going to be watching him. Now that same little girl is going to be watching him and she's basically saying, yeah, yeah, you know, suck his dick. Yes. And he's just very uncomfortable with this. And he's trying to tell him, all right, stop, cut, cut. I don't want to do this. Yeah. And then there was one point where one of the cops like held him in headlock and had the girl like blowjob him and it said, smack her, smack her. And that's what he does. So now I think Milo's just like figuring out, I want no part of this. I'm not doing this in front of kids. So he goes to Vukmir and basically says, dude, I'm retiring. I, I I can't do this. I do not want to do this in front of kids. This is where I draw the line. And Vukmir tries to be philosophical and says something about the fall of civilization. This is art. This is this, that, and the other, or whatever the fuck. And then comes this. Oh, man. So... I'm going to be honest, I did not, I, like, I didn't have any reaction. I'm just like, I, I was more like Hartman. What the fuck is that? <laughs> so. <laughs> so they're uh, in the kitchen or the dining room or whatever. He, you know, they're still trying, he's still trying to talk when they're finishing doing yeah. the movie. Milo's like, no, no. And then that somebody tells him, you know, I want to show you something. I want to show you, you know, my, my vision. Yeah. This is where it gets ridiculous. So he shows the video. And it's the video of that dude with the tattoo on his fucking neck, right? And he's helping this woman give birth. Woman's giving birth right there. And so after the woman gives birth, it's to a a baby. And he's holding the baby by its legs. And then all of a sudden, the baby is squealing in such a weird way that it's no longer like a baby crying after being given birth. It's... Ladies and gentlemen, let, let's just say for sake of argument that this show, this review should not be listened to by anybody under the age of 18. Not safe for work at all. But let's just say they were doing some real bad shit to this baby. Like, like, bad. Sexually. And so, obviously, Milo's is disgusted. He runs out of the room. And what did the guy refer to it as? Newborn porn! Newborn porn. Like, about two years after this film was released, the lead singer to Lost Profits named Ian Watkins was found guilty of... No, no, I'm sorry. He, he was put to trial in 2012 or was arrested and then was found guilty in 2013. He was put to jail because he had terabytes worth of baby porn on his fucking computer that's insane fucking insane two years after this film was released so yeah now this film is taking a a dark and twisted turn so now what the fuck happened i'm trying Uh, to 
he's uh he's in this car he uh approaches i think at a stop sign or a stoplight whatever he's at some like empty uh, intersection okay yeah yeah yeah. and he's approached by the same uh female nurse a bit that's been i think gave him a blowjob on one of his shooting days and then it, the screen goes to black yeah and then he wakes up in his bed and he's got a bloody nose and, and uh and uh three days have gone by so he so basically by. he blacked out for three days yeah he has no recollection of what happened so like the next half hour it's him trying to recollect what the hell happened and the first thing that happens he goes into the bathroom he pisses blood which was i'll admit it was a little uncomfortable but nothing i couldn't trudge through so the first thing he remembers is that he is being drugged by this girl and being brought back into the building to go ahead and uh perform this film yeah to f- to f- uh, finish the film that's when he uh current him goes back to the house the house is now abandoned but they left all their videotapes behind and all their recording material yeah. so so he basically took it uh left the house ran to uh or went to a local park just so he get some privacy and watch and try to see he could you know remember what happened yeah there was um there's a bunch of different shit that happened here i know there was a part where he saw one video of one woman's teeth being removed and then she was forced to give a blowjob to one of the guys you know yes mask. um well yeah because i'll talk about all that um he was drugged by we mentioned at the intersection by the nurse she drugged him brought him back to the house uh he was forced to rape this uh uh mother this or this blonde-headed woman she was like tied up strapped to the bed yeah and okay. after, when he teabagged her he uh killed her with a machete to the neck yeah so a lot of weird shit was going on and then you got like and a then yeah then you you mentioned we mentioned that girl he was talking to earlier in the beginning when she was the one that brought up this opportunity to him uh she's talking to the director she's not liking this deal she's having second thoughts and i believe they knocked her out and then when when you find her later her teeth she's all naked she's tied up her teeth are on are knocked out of her mouth and then we get introduced to this naked man wearing a white mask yeah and then that's when he sticks his dick down her throat and then basically choking her and killing her. Yep. And then... What a way to die. Yeah, and then he starts retracing his steps and eventually ends up back into the building where they've been filming all this stuff. And then all of a sudden you see a bunch of dead bodies. And then that's when they show the flashback of him walking into the room... Well, hold up. Back up. Wasn't there a scene where he's running into a store? Because now, now I'm getting all jumbled. He ran into a store at some point after escaping one of the, the sex scenes. Yes, and- um, I think it was the same daughter and the mother from the first uh, uh, day of shooting. The one that was the mother that was pissed off at her daughter for becoming a prostitute because of her father being a war hero. Well, now we're taken to the next scene where those same two and Milo are in a bedroom together. And the mother is giving Milo the blessing that, you know, my daughter is going to lose her virginity to you. Yeah. And of course, she's a minor. And Milo's like, what the fuck? 
and he's looking straight ahead you can see the director is like you know do it this is your scene you know put your pants down fucker and he gets up and he jumps out the window and he escapes yeah that was uh well yeah he escaped that, that was in the flashback scene right and then he doesn't he end up in a store and he's like just like weirded out leaves yeah, the store to grab still, yeah, he's still all drugged up so he's not 100 percent there he and ends up and he, and he still has an erection and so he, he ends up in in a alleyway where these two guys are shouting at an underage girl and he starts masturbating and then they start beating him up and then the bald guy like breaks their necks he yes. comes out of nowhere and breaks the necks yeah they didn't want uh the director didn't want those two thugs to beat up his star yeah and then that's when they bring the star back and i think this is where he comes back and now we get to the realization okay now so, we get to the warehouse scene yes the warehouse scene so he's looking and he sees all these bodies so in the flashback he sees two what seem to be lifeless bodies on the bed yeah well so, before, before that scene the, the nurse was going to drug him again to that's right. Him for that scene, and he stabbed her in the neck with the drug, and it seemed like he killed her at first because she had foam from the mouth, and then she just oh, fell yeah. down. Yeah. So now he's fucking one of them. All problem solved. But then he starts fucking the second one, and after he's fucking the second one, the guy with the mask starts fucking the first girl that he had fucked and then come to realize that when they take the mask off this masked guy it's his brother marco marco was the one that fucked the girl that got him the deal and the girl that he's fucking currently was his wife swerve so then who was he fucking at that moment and then that's when I realized, oh my god, it can't be. If that's the they never one. Reveal it. They never reveal it. They never yeah, they never reveal it. You don't see it, but you you put two and two together. Uh yeah. Anyway. He was Yeah. He was his, his baby so, boy. So then he jumps up, he starts smashing Vukmir's head into the pavement. That's when the two cops that have been like the bodyguards have been uh, trying to stop him, and they they start beating him up, and then his wife beats up uh, Marco, like stabbing him, and then uh, smashes right him neck. Yeah, smashes head with some stabs and all yeah. that stuff. And, and then, then we also see the nurse too when she came out. You can see her. Uh, uh, her uh, vagina is bleeding because she got stabbed in the neck with the drug. The drug makes you aroused. Yeah, she fucked the lead pipe, I guess, that she... Yeah, yeah, yeah. and she, yeah, she jerked the yeah, ass. It's, <laughs> it's a sick movie. So, yeah. After that, the two cops get shot, or... I don't even know if they're cops. They're just guys dressed as cops. Yeah, the guys dressed as cops got shot. Um, the one-eyed... Uh, patch guy he was also there he got shot too him and milo were fighting for a bit milo got the best of him and then i guess for his fatality he sticks his aroused dick into the guy's into the eye socket 
what a way to die. Like, could you imagine that as a Mortal Kombat fatality? <laughs> and then, obviously, his wife uses a statue and smashes uh, Marco's head with it, killing him. And he just leaves, I guess, Wukmir to bleed for whatever reason. Anyways, so eventually he takes his family and locks them in a cellar and then walks up to his room passing out. And that's where it gets all put two and two together. So as soon as he realizes it, he drives home to see if they're still in the cellar. Now, at first they were just laying in there. Oh, I should make mention, I forgot one important detail. When they're the last two standing, him and his wife, the wife has a knife and says, don't come near me. And then he just knocks her out. That's what he puts them in the cellar. So then he looks in the cellar. They're just hugging each other, like trying to comfort each other. And he goes up to them and they hug. And then it seemed like the next night or whatever, they decide to sleep in the same bed, all three together, just comfort each other. And they're about to hug. And all of a sudden you see him with his arm around his wife, with a gun in his hand pointing at her back, pulls the trigger killing all three because the bullet went through her, the son and him all at once. And goes to black. And remember that bald guy that he sees towards the beginning when he's about to meet Vukmir? He's got the two cops, the two different cops entirely, and says, let's start with the little one. And the guy's about to unzip his pants. End of film. What an ending. What a movie. Wow. How did this movie get made? It was made in, it wasn't going to get made in the United States, I'll tell you that. I didn't think it would get made, period. They had to make it in some... In Serbia? That's the name of the country? Yeah, Serbia got made in Serbian film, of course. Uh, yeah. I, I, I'm flabbergasted that this film exists. It, this film has been banned in 46 countries. Obviously, it's rated NC-17, capital NC. Yeah, no cap. Uh, how would you rate this movie? I have no idea, man. I don't even want to give it like a thumbs up because of the imagery that's being imposed here. This is one of those movies that, I'm going to be honest, out of good integrity, I don't think I'm going to rate it. I'm going to leave it as an NR. Just because I know if we rate this, it's going to come biting us in the ass at some point. Like, who Like who would you recommend this to? How, how do you recommend this movie? It's, I, not, it's not a bad movie. It's not a, it's, it's not a bad, like, it's terrible. It's just, it's just the, the nature of it. Yeah. Cause it's there's, very extreme. Yeah. There's a lot of, like, there's a lot of necrophilia. There's a lot of pedophilia. There's a lot of snuff. It's just, this I can only recommend to somebody who's really looking for a challenge in how much they can withstand when it comes to horror. <clears throat> you would have to literally have a very strong stomach to watch this film. Because it involves a lot of real life stuff. It like, And when I say like real life stuff, I'm talking like real life stuff as in like real life things that make actual humans uncomfortable we're not talking about a supernatural like 
Freddy Krueger who haunts you in your dreams and does some crazy shit. We're talking about stuff that makes the average everyday person uncomfortable. Yeah, this this is like this is the dark side of movies. This is on like the dark the dark side of the web. The yeah. stuff you don't want to find. Yeah. I, I I don't know how to recommend a movie like it's like this is like the type of if you want to try to find your glass ceiling if you feel like i've seen it all you know nothing can get me if you want to take a jab at this be my guess it's i i get i can only just give you you know that that little friendly warning it's a very tough film to describe or you know to recommend or to not recommend i mean probably just for those reasons i wouldn't recommend it to an average moviegoer i mean you had you really had to have almost no glass ceiling for this these kind of movies to watch it not necessarily enjoy it but you just kind of sit through it because you to air this in a in a theater cinema the majority of the audience is going to walk out oh yeah just ju- in disgust yeah this is definitely an nc-17 film for sure as i said you cannot do this film and rate it all this is impossible it's virtually impossible this is just too much stuff going on in this film that the average everyday consumer is just going to be way too disgusted with and too offended by so i totally get why the box office is only like what five thousand dollars as you mentioned we can't rate it because you can't really please either side you know for the movie itself and for the viewer it's it's this is a tough one very tough very 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 tough i i don't want to leave it a rating this is one of those movies that put it this way as we said our tradition is we always do top 10 reviews top 10 whatever every 50 episodes i hope to god i don't have to bring this movie up in either list yeah i i can't i i can't do we can't do the thumbs up thumbs down we just we can't we can't it's just it's within our good nature we, we we are a show that yeah we we're not about that pc crap we're very what we hope that we entertain you guys in everything that we do with our reviews whether we like the movie or whether we don't and as i would uh conject with you it was a very interesting film to watch it definitely wasn't horrible to watch it just was what was i watching well i i can't believe they actually went there with this yeah they 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 went there and they went there yeah it's it's a sick film it's a disturbing film it's in quotations art film Mm, yeah i mean art is interpreted by the uh the viewer so yeah i i don't know I, i as i said i can't rate this yeah, I, I, I definitely can see a lot of people not liking this just because of its dark graphic nature. Just for those reasons alone. Just because it's very... It, it As you said, it goes there. Don't show this to your grandmother. Do that. You, do that. <laughs> Please. I actually may recommend this to my father just to get his opinion on it. Because he's seen it all too. Yeah. Well, I don't want him to watch it on his own time. I don't want to watch it with him. <laughs> no, I would not want to watch this with my dad. I'd rather my dad watch this on his own time. I don't want to even be there. 
Um, but the question is, would you watch this again? I wasn't bored. No. For me, I was I was interested from beginning ticks. I wanted to see what was going to happen next. Yes. So would I watch it again? I would by myself. <laughs> maybe, maybe with a group of people my age, just to get their reaction. And I already know what their reaction is going to be. They're going to hate it. They're going to turn it off and put something else on. Oh. Anthony versus Evil Dead would hate this movie. He will look at me and probably re-value re, re our friendship. Oh, barbarian would. <laughs> But uh, yeah, any any last words on on this boot on a Serpian film? If all right, I'll just put it like this: This is a not safe for work film for sure. If you watch this from our view, be forewarned. You have been warned. This is not a movie for the faint of the heart. It's not for somebody who gets easily offended by this type of material. And uh, yeah, just keep that in mind. It's. Warning to you, to the viewer. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. But it's disturbing. That's all I'm going to say. It's very peculiar. A very peculiar film. Yeah. And I think that's going to do it for this episode of Fractured Skulls. Oh, boy. Very, very interesting movie. Yes. A movie that you were desperate to review. Yeah, because I, I, I like controversial movies. It, yeah. to, to me, the, it's a selling point for me. And and this definitely is controversial indeed. I mean, probably yeah. the most controversial... I would say the most controversial one we've done yet. Oh, yeah. And I don't know if it'll ever be topped. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, the only one I could think of is the one that where they killed an actual turtle. Yeah, I, I, this this goes over Cannibal Holocaust. Yeah. Depending how people feel about uh, animal slaughter versus uh, child pornography. Uh, well, the, luckily, there wasn't actual children harmed. It was just mostly imagery that would get you to assume so. Whereas that, there was an actual turtle. So, yeah. Yeah. I guess depending what what they find worse. Yeah. Enjoy, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, enjoy it. <laughs> Fun. For uh, Monoxide, I'm Terminator Travis. Uh, good luck. Yeah, good fucking night.